0: Welcome to the 180 Win Podcast from UMA. Thanks for joining. Today, we have a very special guest, George Coleman. Uh, TLG Services uh, is the name of his management consulting firm, and he's been around for a little bit. And if you are wanting to hear about some tips and just perspective from working from home. That's one of that's gonna be one of the main topics that we're gonna be talking about today. Uh George has been doing it pre-pandemic and uh and he's gonna share some of his thoughts. And so just as a reminder, the 80 UMA 181 podcast, we're here to talk about. Uh, situations that either business owners or entrepreneurs have overcome, but also to share some of the tips and tricks that they've learned, some of the wisdom that they've gained over, over the years to help, uh, to help you all out as, uh, as our listeners. So with that said, George, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, maybe you can j- introduce yourself.
1: Sure. Thanks, Ken. appreciate it. I am George Coleman here with TLG Services. I've uh, been doing this, uh, as Ken said, for a good number of years. And uh, been working from home uh, as a remote uh, uh, function. Started to say employee, but I'm self employed. (laughs) So, but I did start out as a remote employee back in the mid 90s and uh, shifted out on my own in uh, 2006. So, uh, either with either role, I've had a good bit of experience working from home. You know, when we came into the pandemic, it was like, everybody was all of a sudden forced into working from home. And I thought, you know, I'd be glad to share some of the tips that I've uh, developed through the years that might help some other folks.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that, George. And, and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of um, an interesting topic, right? Because there's so many of us that were literally forced to work from home. You know, we, we think we got it down. Right. But then after a week, two weeks, Three months, six months into it, we start to realize and learn, wow, this working from home, you know, there's, uh, there's actually a lot of challenges that come with it. And it's not all about the benefit of working from home. And so to stay focused, to stay motivated, you know, those are things that um, not only business owners are thinking about, but obviously just the employees and staff as well. And so, George, if you could share maybe some of your background, actually, maybe maybe once you start off a little bit more about um, your management consulting firm, and then actually, if you can just tell us a little bit more about how, you know, you've been approaching working from home um, ever since when? (laughs) Great.
1: Good question. So, Ken, I've got uh, sort of multiple, I'll just call them revenue streams, uh, but the one that's probably consuming most of my time here during the, especially during the pandemic, uh, is as an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an independent insurance agent. Uh, I represent a very large number of insurance carriers and provide those services here in our community. And one of the first things that was a huge, huge challenge was not as much for me, because I was already accustomed to working remotely, but was from my clients. My clients, especially in the insurance industry, were accustomed to going to an insurance office, uh, sitting across the desk from someone, uh, being able to physically sign a piece of paper, have someone sort of step them through the process and develop sort of that personal rapport as well as that personal trust uh, that comes from that close connection. And so when we were forced during the pandemic to not be able to do those kinds of things, it presented some challenges. And I resorted to my prior career. My prior career was in technology uh, and still do some consulting in that arena. But that was all of what I was doing for uh, many, many years. And so I resorted to that to use video, telephone, and do what we're doing today. Uh, not only Zoom, but using other kinds of tools as well to be able to connect with my uh, clients. Now, I did it with a uh, sort of a disconnected version. Instead of it being a live interaction, uh, I would uh, work with them and develop a uh, video proposal or video review. I do more of an audit than the typical insurance agent would. So it's a very lengthy review that I would do for them. Uh, and that gave them the opportunity to see my smiling face. I'd have a big picture of me up in the corner talking so you can see a talking head. So they'd see my smiling face. And I had some you know, of my advertisements framed around the, the screen mm-hmm. so that you could see my name and phone number and many of the carriers logos there uh, that were sort of setting the stage which are the types of things they would have seen had they been in my office, seen those things hanging on the wall or on my desk. Mm -hmm. So it was allowing them to be connected uh, there visually. And then I would scroll through and bring up their documents. Instead of it being across the desk, they'd be on their computer screen, seeing it in Mm -hmm. a video, and I would step them through and address their particular issues. And even yesterday, I had... Uh, a gentleman get back to me and say, George, this is the most professional review I have ever had Mm -hmm. in my insurance uh, dealings through the years. Now, this was a gentleman who was in his uh, mid to late 70s. So he's been around a long time, seen a lot of insurance, Mm -hmm. probably not as accustomed to seeing as much video and technology, Uh, but I've found that the clients really, really appreciate that extra touch. Uh, And it's allowed us to stay in touch that way. And then when we follow along and use the telephone, which ends up being more 90%, maybe 70%, 90 is probably a little high, Mm -hmm. uh, 70% of our interaction is over the telephone. They've Mm -hmm. got that face in their mind and they've got that trust that's been built by what felt like a personal touch. Right. Well, that's been right. something that's really been beneficial.
0: That's that's really interesting in terms of, uh, um, you know, having personal items that represent who you are uh, as part of the visual that they're seeing in a video meeting. Um, especially because um, so many video conferencing solutions, um, ours included, actually, we we offer virtual backgrounds and you've actually gone counter to that in in some way or to degree to make the conversation a little bit just more personable as you said right having you know whatever items that you may want to include that express uh who you are as well as the relationship you might have with that particular client that's uh that's an interesting that's an interesting way to go george
1: <laughs> well you know i found that when somebody is selecting an insurance agent, but it's Mm -hmm. true no matter what business you're in, when someone decides to do business with you, Mm -hmm. there's a high degree of trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a good book that I read many, many, many years ago that talked about the speed of trust Mm -hmm. and the impact that that has on commerce and being able to do business. People want to do business with people they can trust. Mm -hmm. And so... Those are subtle but significant things that you have to weave into your communication. Mm-hmm. And if you start adding video, then you have to think about how. what are the subtle things? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I never draw attention to them. Maybe they're just there in the background. But mm-hmm. what are the subtle things that are going to communicate trust to my clients?
0: George, as it relates to, again, working from home, and dealing with a variety of different home situations. Uh, for me personally, um, I have small kids, and sometimes it's actually very difficult to uh, to work from home with uh, small kids. What would be your advice there, as it relates to any uh, remote situation where you're also having to, you know, also provide childcare?
1: Yeah, those are great questions, Ken, and they're very real, uh, and some that I had to struggle through in the early days, but. The reality is your family has to recognize that you're going to work just as much as you recognize that. So for me, what I would do is I would go in my office and close the door and I would tell my family, if you need me, do the same thing you would do if I'd gotten in the car and driven across town, pick up the phone and call me. I know I may be in the next room. You may even be on the common wall. You may be on the phone on the other side of the wall, but call me. That gives me the opportunity to either accept the call or not if I'm not at a place that I can be interrupted. I Mm -hmm. can see that it's you calling me and I know it's when I get to a breaking point to try to get through, if it's an emergency and I don't answer, call right back and I'll know it's an emergency so I can call, but set some ground rules. And one fun Uh, kind of situation occurred with my youngest daughter, because I tend to be a workaholic. And so once I came home, it was so much easier for me to be a workaholic because work was just right there. All I had to do was just walk around the corner, go in my office, close the door. And so I got to the point where I said, I need help in not being a workaholic. I want to be just as committed to the family. Mm -hmm. And so kids, I'm asking you and I'm giving you permission. Please give me all manner of grief if I'm still in here at six o'clock at night. Mm. I normally try to finish at five or 5.30, but if I'm still here at six, you have my permission. In fact, I'm asking for your help. Come give me all manner of grief. They look sort of puzzled. Then a grin started coming on their face. And they said, you mean we can give you grief, Dad? And I (laughs) said, yes, I need your help. So about a month or so into that, I'm hearing sort of a scratching noise on the door uh, to my office. Uh, And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I finally get up and go over. And my youngest daughter had been making a makeshift Next number served, grab this number. Uh, next number served, and I looked at her and I said, "You're giving me grief, aren't you?" And she said, "Yes, sir, I am. You need to come out."
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah, you know, setting boundaries like that is a great idea, and um, and I'm going to have to institute that uh, in my household because. It's it's really distract you know calls on your cell phone you can easily just click off, and to your point you know that somebody's trying to get your attention, whereas uh, a knock on the door, I mean especially if you're on a call or whatnot that knock can be heard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's and it's extremely distracting, um, but the other point that you hit on which is balance right and or. Yeah. You know, or harmony, right? How do you how do you maintain that? And uh, especially especially where you know work from home situations lend themselves to actually just working a lot of hours, um, and putting boundaries on that to to create some balance is 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 another uh, great piece of advice. You know, um, in in terms of uh, you know transitioning to working from home, I've been trying to still wake up. Uh, as early in the morning as I used to, um, 5 a.m., and uh, and get to work really early. And I've tried to maintain that during, uh, during COVID. Um, but to be honest with you, it's been tough. How has it been for you? Um, and what do you do to stay motivated?
1: Those are good questions, Ken. And those are things that I started developing habits many, many years ago. But they start out psychologically. It's here that mm-hmm. you've got to focus on Uh, When you're thinking, I'm going to work, I need to get dressed to go to work. I need to be prepared. But as you've talked about it, be focused. I need to go to work. Um, And, you know, you you may not think about it. I mean, there are all the jokes in the world that talk about, oh, all I have to do is dress from the waist up because that's Mm -hmm. all that people see. Mm -hmm. But you see it and it affects your psyche. Um, Right. And so I always encourage people, get dressed, uh, get dressed, whatever your normal dress was for your business. If it's business casual, dress business casual. Uh, if you work at a swimming pool, then by all means, put on your bathing suit and grab your towel. <laughs> uh, But whatever your normal is, you need to start there. And I said, I think that starts the framework mm-hmm. um, to begin with. Now, there are many other things down the line, but they all zero in around disciplines and framework.
0: Yeah, even the thought or phrase pre-pandemic where, you know, you're going to work, right? And it's even, even I think, thinking that way in terms of going to work. You know, in my house, uh, we don't wear shoes in the house. And, uh, and last month, I actually got a new pair of shoes. And I wasn't thinking about wearing them inside the house, but, uh, but it was a gift. And so I put them on and it felt different because it's an activity that you normally don't associate with home. And, uh, and so lately I just been wearing, you know, I'd, I'd be getting up, you know, getting dressed and actually putting on a pair of shoes. Because mentally, it's not associated with being at home. It's associated with going out, you know. And uh, and it's and it's personally just a very different feeling, uh, you know, wearing shoes inside the house. Obviously, they're clean shoes. They're brand new shoes, but.
1: (laughs) Well, you know that that's a great point that you make. And the reality is, we all take on different personas. We have our work persona. We have our sort of friend casual persona. We have our family persona. And many of those have got a dress associated with it, what clothes we're wearing, what kind of things that we do. And so as many of those things that were formerly, if you were formerly not working from home, as many of those things that you were doing before, if you can continue to do those, they help you mentally prepare I'm at work.
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, In terms of, again, the situation that we're in, and many of the small businesses um, that we come across, they are professional services uh, oriented. Uh, Others are more sort of Main Street uh, businesses. But, you know, on the professional services side, where relationships are so important. Um, in a remote in a remote situation, what advice would you give to some of those business owners that are listening in in terms of how you can even still through a virtual you know modus operandi, you can still maintain strong relationships,
1: right? Well, the first thing that's important is you have to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you were you before being forced to be at home, part of you uh, had a particular style of the way you interacted and connected with your clients or prospective clients. Mm -hmm. And if that didn't include the telephone as a primary communication medium, maybe in the past, you used the phone to set up a meeting, but you really connected with your individual once you were physically together. So you were not accustomed to the vocabulary and the process and the dialogue being done over a telephone that was the same dialogue you were now doing across the desk. So that you need to recognize that just because the phone's there and just because I know how to use a phone, that I may not have in my past used that medium to be me. Mm-hmm. And so you feel a little awkward with it. And there's a little bit of learning curve that you've got to go through. So my advice to folks, if that's true to them, is find some friends, find some family and start practicing because you've now got to learn to take your old style of communication and deliver it in a different medium.
0: Mm -hmm. Let me switch gears on you a little bit, George, Um, as you think about the you know, your, your, you know, the growth of your business and how you needed to, you know, and there was, you know, a slight pivot in terms of what you also transitioned into, but even in the past year, um, what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to either overcome in your career or obviously through the pandemic period?
1: Yeah, you know, probably the biggest one was the challenge of helping my clients be comfortable with what I was already comfortable with. This mm-hmm. was not new for me, but it was very, very new to them. And so that was, that was a big challenge. And so I had to use some tools that they were accustomed to, like email, for example. And I would just send them a one sentence email that says, click here to learn more or click here <laughs> to see your insurance review. Just right. a simple little sentence Right. I'd embedded a link right. that sort of forced them
0: to start exploring. Well, you know what? Maybe we stay on this path a little bit just in terms of client relationships. Um, even in a non-pandemic world, finding new clients, it's it's a tough thing, right? It is. Um, and, um, you know, in a pandemic world, finding new clients when they're, um, when a relationship sale is is so much better when it's live in person, what, what kind of tips would you give to the entrepreneur that's looking to start a relationship-based business? It could be insurance. It could be real estate. It could be you know any number of professional services that rely on relationships, that rely on referrals. What kind of tips would you give and just wisdom as it relates to building that, that business up? You know, from scratch, yeah.
1: Well, and you hit a keyword there on referrals. I always look for what I call warm leads mm-hmm. uh, or a somewhere where I have a bridge, that there is some type of connection that's pre-existed. It may not be very big, but there's a preexisting relationship. Uh, it's gotten to the point today that because of referrals from my clients, my phone rings. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I've got my client base accustomed to saying, George saved me a huge amount of money. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, he helped me with this accident and this, I've never had an agent do this before. And it doesn't take somebody saying that too many times before they start saying, well, who is this guy? Where Mm -hmm. can I call him?" You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. now the community we live in has got uh, our own, private little social media. And so mm-hmm. they'll talk about it there as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going back before all this and looking just over my career, uh, it's it's always been based on what I call uh, walk across a warm bridge or a warm relationship. So mm-hmm. if you're using LinkedIn, for example, and you've got a company that you're wanting to approach, mm-hmm. look throughout your network to see who you know that already knows you that is either working at that company or is maybe one level removed from that person and start asking for introductions or recommendations. Um, As you say, relationships are so significant these days. Most people will not take the phone call from a stranger.
0: Yeah, you're right. And especially in the world that we live in, where robocalling has just become prolific, um, you know it's, you know what we're finding and seeing is you know people are more reticent to, you know pick up from a phone number that they don't know, and um, and I, I think it also depends on the kind of sort of individual. If you're not a salesperson or if you're not you know a hunter, it's you know you can afford so to speak to ignore calls or numbers you don't you know uh, recognize. Well on the other hand if you're reliant on you know those uh, kinds of sales efforts you're going to probably pick up every single phone call right yes. and so you know it it is it is it is an interesting you know just situation i think that we're in and it really depends on i think also where you sit just in terms of using the phone but what i do find is that um, to your earlier point uh, i was re- re- you know recently reading an article about how um, the phone call over over a video meeting is um, is less stressful and can have more meaningful impact, right? Just in terms of engaging with um, you know uh, whomever you're you're speaking to. In your in your experience in your um, in your career. When you think about when you think about approaches that have worked well for you when you're talking to somebody new or you're looking to build a relationship what kind of what kind of tips would you offer up there um, you know I think inherently a lot of us even if you are sort of an extroverted salesperson, you know, it's, it's still a difficult task to spark, you know, to spark a conversation, right. And to, you know, lay the seeds for relationship. How, how, how do you start conversations?
1: Well, you, you need to, as, as I think through it is I try to put myself in my client's shoes Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: understand what their needs are or what I suspect they could be. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I will listen. I'll give them opportunity to speak first and listen. Uh, how can I help you? You know, is a good open question. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody, if they've initiated the call, you mm-hmm. know, they they called me for a reason, and then just from experience within my industry, you know, of the types of things that are probably a problem for them, and so you can probe a little bit, but. You know, the real key is you need to hear what the client perceives their problem to be, not what you think their problem ought to be. Because mm-hmm. many times it can be significantly different. You could be solving a huge problem for them that they're completely not only not aware of, but mm-hmm. or have no interest in. But they've got a different problem they really want solved. And if you don't listen to that, and address that particular thing you'll never get the opportunity to speak to possibly those other things that might be important to them as well
0: all right well um this has been fantastic george um and i know our listeners who are in that situation trying to consume content around how to make their work uh from home situation better and it seems um you know In this pandemic, it is going to be a continuing theme, And I think you've provided our listeners with a lot of great insight, input, and uh, appreciate the time that you spent with us today, George.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Glad to share. Be glad if anybody's got any questions anytime, please give me a call.
0: Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thanks again. Have a good day.